0: Hi everybody, welcome back to the vlog. It's my pleasure to be here today with Dr. John Cowell, our official administrator, who we've been trying to set up some time to uh, have this discussion that everybody can hear about the wonderful things that uh, he's been doing for the organization and uh, what you guys have been doing for our organization. Um, Extensive pedigree for Dr. Cowell. He was the uh, CEO for the Health Quality Council of Alberta and the President CEO for the Workers' Compensation Board of Alberta and has had extensive executive experience with the Nova Corporation as well. So, John, welcome and thank you for being with me here today.
1: It's great to have this conversation with you, Mauro. And let me start off by saying, thank goodness you decided to become our president. I sure appreciate it, and I love working with you. Awesome, and
0: ditto as well. Thank you very much, appreciate the opportunity. So thanks again, John, for being here with us today. I know that there's a message you want to send out to the staff of AHS this is one of the first times you've had a chance to address them as a whole. What would you tell them in terms of uh, uh, what's going on today and uh, how would you want
1: to thank them for the great work that they're
0: doing with our priorities?
1: Well, I have to say, um, back in November, maybe even before that, of uh, October of 22, when I had the opportunity to return as your official administrator from a, actually a, quite a contented retirement, I didn't know what to expect. I certainly saw what was being discussed publicly as Alberta Health Services was coming out of the crisis of COVID. And you know, we heard a lot of uh, talk out there that the system was in distress, even broken by some. And so when I got here, I didn't know what to expect. But it didn't take me long, Mauro, to discover that Alberta Health Services, its workforce, its people. Um, stand up. They come to work every day uh, to do the right thing for the right reasons for the citizens of Alberta and it's just been uh, like that since I got here as we work through the priorities and how we respond and I could just say without reservation what a magnificent workforce we have. The ability of our crews to focus on what matters to Albertans is just really quite impressive to me and as we adopted the approach of performance management you know we set our baselines we understood what we were measuring why we were measuring it and we set our goals and targets and as we worked through you know the EMS response times the surgical wait times the flow generally in the system uh, ED thro- flow, you know, has been a huge challenge here and everywhere in the country. We just take on these problems and we're solving them. And It's in the record, you know, when you think about uh, EMS response time for the most uh, uh, important cases, situations from 22 minutes to 12 minutes You know, we're not going to get that much lower, no matter how hard we try. At the 90th percentile, that is a proud achievement.
0: Awesome. No, very important. And and thanks for articulating, um, you know, a lot of these meaningful conversations, a lot of these meaningful uh, statistics that we talk about really rests on the backbone of our people. And so, you know, that praise is welcome to all of them because there's been thousands of people behind the initiatives. So, maybe it's a bit of a jump off point there, too, John. Let's go back to, you know, six months ago, you first came to the organization. You were approached by government to uh, come in and help Alberta Health Services. Can you talk a bit about um, your approach in that, uh, you know, what your plan of attack was, so to speak, and how you think it led to
1: the outcomes that we're seeing today? You know, that's a great question, Moral. Thanks for uh, s- asking me to speak to that. I truly believe that all high-performing, successful organizations are based on the notion of a trust and trusting, just and trusting culture. And that means anybody who uh, is coming to work in Albert Health Services, no matter what that job is, they feel themselves safe and respected. And that's not always true in very large institutions. Um, But we must strive for it. And so one of the key elements of my leadership style is that I can establish an environment of trust. We're tackling really tough problems together. I need to project, because I believe it absolutely, that I believe in people, I trust people, you know, starting with yourself, for example, as I look inside the organization, but equally outside, and it's just reflecting. When I work with any of your executives on E.L.T., all of whom I'm beginning to get to know quite well, we feel that esprit de corps uh, is developing. Same with uh, the board advisors that I've been very privileged to work with. Um, so yeah, it's that's the core of it, really. And then, then you set up now that you have these trust relationships, things start to happen. People really come to work and they say, you know, I'm gonna do the best I can. Without complaint, that doesn't mean that we don't have lots of opinions out there because we welcome that. But the results are, the proof is in in the pudding. I mean, there it is. We have measurable, validated results. And as you've been saying, people from away, out of province, are calling you up and say, how do we do that? Well, it's hard to articulate specifically, but I put it down to getting that right trust combined with the competency that exists, then you get your results. You measure it, it's an old adage. You don't know what you're doing unless you actually measure it, and that's what we're doing.
0: Thanks very much for that, John. I, and articulating that that just and trusting culture is extremely important, which is obviously, as you said, led to uh, the developments that we have in terms of moving things forward as an organization. So if you're talking to our staff again, what advice do you have for them in terms of, you know, what's next? How do we continue with our priorities? How do we sustain our priorities?
1: Um, from my point of view, you know, when we tackle the four priorities, um, We had to really have a clear understanding as to what actions were driving success in relationship to that. And what was uh, very important was that we, for example, when we looked at EMS uh, response times, what was getting in the way of improving that? Well, one of the things that we knew early on was the EMS hospital time. And we knew from within that, it really was the offload time and so to tackle that we needed to actually hone in on what was the impediment to success and what actions actually could be brought to bear on improving that in a very organized disciplined manner so that led to as you recall back in December some very good conversation tough conversation about defining time intervals for example what did they start when did they end how do you know So, of course, this organization is blessed with one of the finest data and analytic shops, probably any institution, maybe in North America, because God knows the world flocks to find out how do we understand things. Absolutely. So we tapped into that amazing resource. And we did it for EMS uh, performance. We did it with ED performance. We did it with surgical performance. And we've got to continue to walk the talk because we have figured out how to measure ourselves we have figured out what it takes in terms of lining our actions up properly with a disciplined plan and you know I don't think we're going to tweak that process too much we're going to just keep driving on that as we continue to measure our improvements because they're irrefutable early on as well just to remind everyone chose the 90th percentile not the 50th much of the world goes to the 50th, but if you go to the 90th percentile, then you know the vast majority of citizens are falling within that interval, and only the young ones who are outside that 10 percent are outliers. Or they need to be out there because the clinical challenge is sufficiently complex that you've got to take the time to get to the right diagnosis and treatment. And many in the public don't understand that. In fact we've got to be careful we don't go too fast with some of our diagnostic challenges. Okay. Now as we go forward clearly the um, addiction and mental health area is our next big challenge. We have lots of them but I think that's the next one and uh, so even as we go forward in the next few weeks you know, we're, we're doing a, a, a real making a great effort to unpack the issues. What, in fact, is Alberta Health Service's role in the mental health and addiction? What is our opinion? What is our position? What do we want to do in relationship to this huge societal challenge? And already I'm seeing amazing um, analysis. And we're we're going to tackle that. Um, Of course, all the other forms of care, cancer care, of course, is critical. Our lab systems are critical. But I must say... It's wonderful for me to be involved in this and watch the relentless success. Yes, we stub our toe on things from time to time, but hey, we're a complicated place.
0: We are a complicated place, there's no doubt about it. John, I want to thank you for taking the time to um, talk with me today and obviously address um, the organization to provide that shout out and thank you. It's always a pleasure working with you and it's great to have this here that we can uh, share it with the rest of the organization, so thanks for being here today. Um, Another shout out obviously to our organization, we're presently, as you know, uh, many parts of the province being devastated by wildfire right now. And we have staff on the ground helping the citizens of Alberta, moving patients. Uh, setting up welcome centers and uh, trying to accommodate everybody we possibly can. So I can't imagine how difficult that is for our boots on the ground that are taking that on. Big, big thank you to all of you for doing that and looking after the people. Looks like it's going to be uh, a dry season, so this is a marathon, not a sprint. Uh, we know that uh, everybody's working really hard, but we're asking everybody else so to pace yourselves, take care of yourselves, because it uh, looks like this could be an interesting summer for us all. So. Uh, Big thank you to all of you for doing that. Big thanks to Dr. Cowell again for being here on the vlog, and uh, we will see you next time. Thank you. Thank you.